You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. First Timothy 4, in your Bibles, I want you to notice verse number 1. The Bible says, now the Spirit, you see that word Spirit in First Timothy 4, verse number 1? That's a capital S, Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, Now the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, speaketh expressly. That word expressly, I love that. It means clearly or distinctly. Aren't you glad that God does not try to hide His Word or hide His will from us? But aren't you glad that God makes it very, very clear how we're supposed to live? I'm thankful that the Bible, it's very clear. Now, I understand that maybe there's some things in the Bible that you say, I have a hard time figuring out what this means or that means. I understand that. But you know what? There's enough in this book right here that I do understand that I'm still working on that I don't even have to worry about the stuff I don't understand. I'll just keep reading. I'll just keep praying. I'll just ask the Lord to show me. I'll ask the Lord to open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of the law. But the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, speaketh to us, and it's very clear, and it is very distinct what God expects of us. It says that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. That's scary. This doesn't say that people are going to leave a church. This doesn't say that people are going to leave a job. This doesn't say that people are going to move away from a community or move to a distant state. This book says that there's coming a day when people will actually leave and depart from the faith. That means they'll leave the truth of the Bible. They'll leave that which God has written and that that which God has said is true. And they will depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing or deceiving spirits into doctrines of devils. You say, oh, that sounds spooky. What's that? That is anybody or anything that teaches contrary to the word of God. That is a doctrine of a devil. You ought to run from that. You ought to get as far away from that as you can. You ought to avoid it like the plague. And you ought to stay as close to the Word of God as you can because if you don't, and if I don't, can I tell you, none of us are exempt. I've seen people that have left God. I've seen people that have gotten away from the Word of God and they were much smarter than I am. They were much better Christians than I'll ever be, but they started leaning on their flesh. They started depending on their own ideas. Well, I think this. Or, or I think this would make more sense. Or I think this is the way it should be. Friend, God bless you, but to be honest with you, I don't really care what you think. And I don't know if you really care much what I think. That doesn't matter either. But what does matter is what God thinks and what God says. And the Spirit has spoken to us distinctly and expressly through His Word, warning us of those that will depart from the faith. Verse 2, speaking lies in hypocrisy having their conscience seared with a hot iron. I'd like to speak to you for a few moments this morning, and uh, we'll begin a series. I won't get through it, but I want to speak to you about how to be an example 
of the believers. 1 Timothy 4.12, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example. You know what these graduates, you know what we need you to be? We need you to be an example. We need you to be a, to be a pattern that others can follow. You know what we need from our church members? We need you to be an example to the other church members. You know, we need from our Sunday school teachers and our bus workers and our choir members. And you know, we need from our ushers and our greeters. You know, we need from our parents and from our teenagers. We need you to be an example to show people the way we're supposed to live. The Bible is very clear. The Spirit speaketh expressly. I'm glad the Bible's not very hard to understand. As a matter of fact, it's so simple that the Bible says, neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now, I'm not that smart. I don't have a master's degree from NC State University like our dear brother Tristan. Uh, I'm not uh, graduated uh, and uh, going into forensics and, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, detective. And uh, You watch out. If there's any, anybody that does anything around here, we're going to sick Macy Hasty on you. She will find you. She will hunt you down. I'm not that smart, but I know this. The Bible says there's only one way to heaven. There's only one way. It's not through the church. It's not through baptism. It's not by good works. It's not by being a good citizen, but it's through Jesus Christ and Him alone. That's not that hard to understand. A child can understand that. The Bible says that when we die, it's either heaven or it's hell. That's not very complicated. You know how it is. You go into a place and maybe you go into a, an ice cream shop. Ah, we shouldn't be talking about ice cream right now. That sounds really good, doesn't it? You go into an ice cream shop and they say, what kind would you like? And you say, well, how, what kinds do you have? Like a cookout, 45 different or however many different choices. And you start look, oh, that sounds good. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, and the next thing you know, you don't know what you want because there's so many choices. Well, I want to tell you, friend, there's only two choices. It's either heaven or it's hell. It's heaven if you trust Christ as Savior, and it is hell if you reject Christ. It's very clear. The Bible's not that complicated. The Bible makes it clear that we are to preach the gospel to every creature. Say, which ones are we supposed to tell? Everyone. Which ones should we not tell? None. There's nobody we're not supposed to tell. The gospel is to every creature. The Bible tells us we're to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength, and to love our neighbor as ourself. You say, well, I don't really love so-and-so. Well, then you got a problem with God because God said we're supposed to love one another. Say, you don't know what they did to me. Well, I know what they did to Jesus, and Jesus forgave them, and Jesus still loved them, and God so loved the world even though this world hated God. I know the Bible's very clear that we are to pray without ceasing. That means when you're in a pandemic, you pray. That means when you're out of a pandemic, you pray. That means when you're healthy, you pray. It means when you're sick, you pray. It means when you're on the mountain, you pray. When you're in the valley, you pray. Pray without ceasing. There's not a time when we should stop. There's not a time when we should stop praying. We should pray always, the Bible says. That's pretty clear. The Bible says in everything... Give thanks. Say, well, I don't like this person. I don't like this. Or I don't like this situation. Or I don't like what I'm going through here. 
doesn't matter if you like it. Doesn't matter if I like it. The Bible says, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. That's pretty simple to me. We're to be thankful at all times, not just a few times a year, not just when things are going good. How about this? The Bible says, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is. You know why this last year, you know why we've done everything we can to keep church going? Because the Bible tells us we're supposed to come to church. That's not, very, that's not very complicated. That's not very hard to figure out. And we as God's people, we have the Bible. We know how we're supposed to live. The Bible says that we are to trust God. The Bible says we should not quit. The Bible tells us to put on the whole armor of God. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. The Spirit of God, verse 1, speaketh expressly, speaketh clearly, speaketh distinctly. Have you ever listened to someone talk? And please don't point towards the pulpit on this one. Please don't do this. But have you ever listened to someone talk? And when they got done, you were more confused than before they started talking? Please don't point, but could you raise your hand? Have you ever had that? Maybe you've been to a, a, a course at work or you've been to some training at work or maybe you go back to your high school days or your college days. We should have asked for some testimonies from Landon and uh, Allison and Landon and Macy and Tristan said, have you ever had any professors that were more confusing? They made it harder than they really should have. And we'd all say yes. And we've probably been there as well. We've probably done that as well. But I'm glad when it comes to the word of God, God has made his will very clear. God has told us how we're supposed to live. God has told us what we're supposed to do. It says in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. I believe with all my heart that we are living in the latter times. I believe we're living in the last days. I believe that we are just a heartbeat away from the trumpet sounding. I believe we are just a twinkling of an eye away from Jesus Christ coming back. And I believe we're living in the last days. I don't have time today to get into all the things going on in Israel. I don't have time to get into all the things going on around the world and in our nation and all the things that point to the return of Christ. But I know this, we're living in the last days. But I want to tell you, in the last days, the Bible warned that there would be some that would depart from the faith. This word faith in verse number one, it means your belief in God. It's your conviction of the truth. Why will people depart from the faith? I want you to notice in verse number one, the reason is very simple. They will be deceived. Did you know that we are very gullible sometimes? We are very easily persuaded sometimes. And the Bible tells us that even our heart, our own heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Sometimes people leave the faith because they convince themselves. Sometimes people leave the faith because a friend or a family member or a co-worker deceives you. And if anybody tries to lead you away from the Word of God, I want to tell you, the Bible is true and all men are liars, but you can count on the Bible. Don't listen to that crowd for our high school and college graduates. Don't listen to that crowd that tries to tell you that the Bible's full of mistakes. 
Don't listen to that crowd that tries to tell you that uh, we've got it all figured out and we know all the answers and, and this, this religion is just old-fashioned and it's just out of date and it's just out of touch. I got news for you. The Bible is everlasting. It is eternal and it will endure to every generation. But there will be those who will depart from the faith. They'll be deceived. The Bible says they will have their conscience seared with a hot iron. What does that mean? It means that there'll come a time when they won't even let God speak to them anymore. They won't even feel the conviction. They won't even feel the pricking and the prodding of the Holy Spirit because they will have said no too many times that their conscience is seared as with a hot iron. I'll give you quickly this morning. I'll probably just get to the first point. But as we look at an example of the believers, number one, I want you to see that there are those who exit. There are those who exit. There are some who depart. And to our graduates and to your families and to the friends and grandparents and to our church members and our Sunday school teachers and our, our teens and uh, to our senior saints, I want to challenge you, now is not the time to exit. Now is not the time to depart from the faith. I believe now is the time to get more grounded. I believe now is the time to get more solidified. I think it's time to read the Bible more than we've ever read it. I think it's time to pray more than we've ever prayed. I know the summer's here and vacations and my wife and I and our family, we just took a trip, went back to see my brother get married and spend some time with family. And I'm all for vacation. But can I tell you what we did while we were on vacation? We went to church. We went to a church on Sunday morning a week ago in the middle of nowhere. We had, a, we had one of our little ones in the back seat uh, with a plastic bag thrown up and we're trying to find this church. And we got there, I'll be honest, we got there late. We got there just in time for the preaching, but we got there. Can I tell you, now's not the time to quit on God. Now's not the time to quit on your family. Now's not the time to give up on everything that you've been taught. Now is the time to say, I will not be moved. I'm not exiting. I'm not departing. You know, on an airplane, and if you have flown recently, uh, you, you know uh, just how, how awful that experience is now. Uh, I didn't like it before, but it's worse now. But you know, on those airplanes, as you're getting ready to take off, they'll always show you, they'll point out the emergency exits, right? But now here's the key. When they show you those exits, those exits are emergency exits. Those are not exits that you can use anytime you feel like you want to get off the plane. By the way, I wouldn't recommend getting off the plane while it's flying at 30,000 feet in the air. Oh, here's an exit. I'll take this one. That's not a good idea. But they'll point out the exits. They'll show you where those exits are. Can I tell you, when it comes to the faith, when it comes to the Word of God, when it comes to Jesus Christ, and when it comes to the death and the burial and the resurrection of Christ, there's never a time to exit. There's never a time to quit. There's never a time to give up on God. There is never a time to throw in the towel. Those exits are never a good idea. A Christian may stumble, and Christians do stumble. A family may face difficulties, and families do face difficulties. A church may go through difficult times, 
But I want to remind you this morning that God's Word will last forever. God's Word will stand through the storms. And when people let you down, Jesus never fails. When somebody you looked up to lets you down, Jesus Christ will never disappoint you. How crazy it would be for a passenger to try to exit a plane or to exit a train or a boat or a car while that vehicle is moving. Can I tell you that's dangerous? It's not a good idea. And I want to tell you it's dangerous as a child of God to abandon the things that you've been taught. It's dangerous to abandon the truths and the doctrines of the Word of God. I'm not talking about preferences. I'm not talking about man's ideas. Uh, if, you, if you are very observant at all, you'll notice that on Sundays, I've, and this is, Bible, this is not Bible, this is not a conviction that you have to have, this is just what I do, you don't have to do it. But on Sundays, I always wear a suit, I always wear a tie, I always wear a white shirt. Can I tell you, you don't have to wear a white shirt. You don't have to wear a suit coat. You don't have to wear a tie. As a matter of fact, under these tents, I, I appreciate some of you that you're not. I think that's probably a good idea for you. It's hot out here. Can I tell you, there may come a day when I stop wearing a white shirt. There may come a day where I stop wearing a tie, or there may, may come a day where I stop wearing a suit coat. But friend, that's not in the Bible. But can I tell you what is in the Bible? The virgin birth of Jesus Christ. We're not departing from that. The inspiration of scriptures, we're not departing from that. We're not departing from the, the return of Jesus Christ and the rapture of the church. We're not departing from that. There's never a good time to depart from the faith of what the Word of God says. If you're going to be an example of the believers, if I'm going to be an example of the believers, we're going to have to determine that we're not making the exit. We're going to have to determine by the grace of God that we're going to keep pressing on the upward way. We're going to have to make the decision that we're going to keep running the race and pressing toward the mark and not let anybody or anything turn us aside. The Bible says, The Spirit speaketh expressly, then the latter time some shall depart from the faith. I want to encourage you today, let's be an example of the believers by not departing by not getting away from the truth of the Word of God. I'm thankful that we have the Word of God. I'm thankful that we have the truth. But friend, it doesn't do you any good if this book just sits on a shelf all week. It doesn't do you any good if the Bible is just a decoration in your home. It doesn't do you any good if it's just a, an object that, that sits in your home. It's got to be picked up. It's got to be open. It's got to be read. It's got to be memorized. It's got to be meditated on. And it's got to be lived. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.